0: My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneurs' vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneurs' hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. It's possible, folks. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding and personal growth in Christ. Today, I wanted to take a, a moment to uh, talk about a new study that's come out from Nigonier Ministries. Uh, it's a um, quick study on the state of theology um it's really interesting i think they put this out um year to year or maybe every other year um and it's just called the state of theology and so i'm pulling it up here i wanted to go over it with you um there's some alarming stuff in it there's some incredible stuff in it there's some uh really uh yeah um what are we gonna say um really exciting stuff um, that's some new developments in in theology and in the church and evangelical world. Uh, it's exciting in that uh, some better developments in toward a toward a more uh, robust theology. So that's uh, that's exciting. Um, And so just love to to have a look at it uh, with you Let's wheel this thing up here and have a look. So it's called uh, It's by Ligonier ministries of course, R.C. Sproul's the late R.C. Sproul's ministry and of course theology meant a great deal to him and uh, So here it is. Here's the website Um, And I'll post this all in the description, the link in the description in our YouTube uh, as well and in the podcast so you can go have a look for yourself. So, um, yeah, here we are. Uh, This is um, what they came up with. So I'm not exactly sure how many people they uh, they interviewed, but they had several questions. So let's just go over the questions real quick um they 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 pulled out out of the study they pulled out several things that they wanted to highlight of course this then highlights those things that they found wanting in people's theology and or really good developments so this was one that was really lacking so you can see it on on the on the video here jesus was a great teacher but he was not god And it looks like 27% disagree with that statement. Uh, 28% agree. So you can see the the breakdown there. Um, That's this is evangelical Christians. Um, So it's got little notes there, of course. Um, That's alarming um, that Christians would agree with the statement that Jesus was a good teacher, but he was not God. So. Uh, This is probably uh, due to a development in liberal theology as well as a development in um, the New Apostolic Reformation, which is what I'm an expert in, that says that Jesus was not God, that he laid aside his divinity, and so uh, this is uh, quite troubling in, in a lot of ways that Uh, 28% of all, nearly 30% of all Christians would say Christians, evangelical Christians would say that Jesus uh, was a great teacher, but he wasn't God. Um, And so um, the importance of that is that if we don't believe Christ was God, we have no salvation. Um, He's a great teacher. He's Mahatma Gandhi or or some great teacher like that, Um, but he's not God. We don't, we don't have a. Uh, salvation uh, eternal security in any way because Christ had to be God to die for our sins to die on the cross to atone for the sins of man He had to be perfect so uh, that's that one moving on now to uh, God's plan of salvation Um, they asked this question uh, so before we move on to the next we see that uh, that this this uh, question about Christ shows a deep need for you church leader, hopefully you church leader, you're listening, a deep need for a, a robust Christology. Uh, we, we have to be teaching about Christ, who he is, what he's done on the cross, and uh, his nature, uh, who he is as, as the God-man. And so that's, that's a real glaring uh, gap in our theology uh, as Christians, and we need to build that up um we have to depict christ accurately so then moving on to god's plan of salvation at the heart of the christian gospel it says here is the declaration that god saves sinners from judgment Um, and so the question they posed was uh god chose people who would save before he created the world now this this exposes their uh, calvinistic uh predestination stand and of course they're going to stand strongly on that but uh Yeah, this is interesting. Is God sovereign in salvation? Uh, The question comes then uh, that that's pretty important. Is God sovereign in salvation or is he not? And um, they, of course, Ligonier wants to uh, put that forward. Uh, I don't find it as as necessary a question, but um, it does show um, people's understanding of the theology of, of, predestination or what have you. And, uh, so that is maybe, uh, you, you can take it or leave it. Uh, but, uh, let's have a look here and see what, what the breakdown was. Here we are. And, and God chose people. He would say before he created the world, 35% disagree with that. Not many agree. Uh, so this probably shows, um, our tendency, uh, in the, in the, in the Christian world towards Arminianism, um, which is free choice, free will, um, theology, but, um, that also has gaps and holes in it. Anyways, that you can take that or leave that. Um, I think Ligonier, uh, finds that, uh, troubling. Um, so then, uh, God shows people, he would say before he created the world. Here's another breakdown that they have. Uh, Their finding is that 38% agree versus 40 44% disagree. So a large number disagree with that. Um, learning about God, um, and then then they ask a question that's really interesting. Learning about theology is for pastors and scholars only. Um, and 50% disagree. I thought that was pretty actually pretty strong. Um, that uh, theology and biblical understanding should be um, as well for every everyday person. So uh, only fifty percent agreed with that. Not sure. Some people in the middle, and then uh, agree that six percent agree that you know learning and and scholarly uh, the, theological study is for pastors only. Um, so that was that's encouraging. So, so the first section there is for U.S. respondents, so people in the U.S. who responded, um, and then the second one, as we're all going through this list um, here, you can see is for U.S. Uh, evangelical respondents. So, fifty percent of Americans disagree that uh, that uh, learning is for theological learning is for scholars only. So, versus. Um, 75% or oh, nearly 75% of evangelical leaders believe that, um, that theology is only for pastors and scholars. So, uh, that's a significant, uh, percentage of evangelicals who sort of go against the grain of, of us trends necessarily. Then it comes to the Bible and, and our understanding of the Bible. So first we got here, um, let me make this bigger so I can see it myself. Um, the Bible, uh, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. So um, we've got a different breakdown here, but, um, and you see in the findings in 2015, or 14, excuse me, were 41% agree. Um, that that's, uh, grown. It looks like, uh, 2020, 48% agree. Um, basically that the Bible is not accurate or true. Um, the 48% of Americans in 2020 agree with that statement. So this is uh, a little bit troubling, um, in the sense that, um, the, uh, majority of, uh, of, u.s adult respondents this is the again the u.s breakdown um don't believe and that number has grown in the past year don't don't believe in the authenticity and accuracy of the bible i'm going to move on now to um this next question uh modern science disproves the bible so they say in this one the question is, uh, modern science disproves the Bible. Um, U.S. evangelical respondents in 2018 versus 2020. Um, that number um, has grown. The next question is, um, is mod- the modern science disproves the Bible? Um, and this seems to be a, a progression toward uh, uh, real understanding of, of that, the, uh, that science um, and the Bible can coexist in some way. The the numbers have shrunk sort of um, toward a more positive um, uh, view of science and the Bible together. Um, This is interesting. Everyone sins a little bit, but most people are good by nature. So um, just as a refresher course for some of you who studied theology or maybe never did study theology, Pelagianism is the view that uh, man does not have a sin nature and it's a, a historical heresy and uh we don't believe that as christians that uh, man has a sin nature they sin by nature not by accident or something like this um so in 2016 54% agreed with that that number has shrunk so that's uh, encouraging there uh, everyone sins a little bit most people are good by nature um that so more people I don't know, maybe the, the way our 2020 has gone, maybe people are uh, sort of seeing, huh, maybe we aren't all good by nature. So, but that's still nearly half. So there's still lots, lots of room to go there. Um, God counts a person as righteous, not because of one one's works, but only because of one's faith in Christ. And 84% agree with that that's uh encouraging but that that also was a uh a good trend um downward um so in in 2018 91 percent agreed with that statement but now only 84 so that's a trend in the wrong direction probably because how is man made right with god by faith in christ only uh, not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us and so that's a Um, sort of a going in the wrong direction, probably. Um, God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Uh, In 16, 48% agreed with that. And 2020, 42, uh, yeah, is that right? 48% versus 42% agreed. So that's trending in the right direction. Um, Universalism, of course, is um, a belief that All roads lead to heaven in some way or another, but we know that that's not not accurate. Uh, uh, Christ is the only way, faith in Christ is the only way by which we're saved. Um, And then this is also very interesting. Um, uh, Gender identity is a matter of choice. So these are evangelical respondents, I believe, because they're in the blue. Um, And this is, uh, seems like a um, pretty positive development, um, gender identity is a matter of choice. Only 22% agree with that versus in six, 2016, 32%. Now that may be just sort of like, um, a reaction to the current l- cultural landscape, people are just getting fed up with the ridiculousness out there. I think of uh, binary, uh, life forms and all this other stuff. And so, uh, people are, I think, uh, maybe getting wise to that um that that uh silliness so uh christians should be uh should be silent on issues of politics this is us evangelical respondents again and i don't it looks like they didn't uh ask anybody in the previous years this question but uh disagree so um people feel like within the christian community are probably relatively interested in being politically engaged so uh boy this is a quite an interesting uh, uh, scenario, quite an interesting development. Um, the fir- first thing I think is, is that what we see here is a, a really encouraging development in some of, the, some of the political maybe and the engagement in, in our society. Those are exciting things. Um, one of the troubling things again is the, the, the value of the word of God um, who Christ is, who he um, who he said he is, and and who we as Christians believe he is. He's eternally God, and that is a gospel issue. So I, I bring these. I bring this up as a quick quick uh, show today, uh, just for your uh, understanding. Maybe you go have a look at these numbers yourself and uh, try to process what this might mean for your ministry, for your church. Um, we as Christians we believe that Jesus is eternally God, and um, and never gave up his divinity at any point here on earth. And his miracles, for instance, prove that divinity. Um, his miracles don't prove that we can do those miracles too. No, they're a a, uh, a clear evidence of his divinity. John in John 20 uh, said that he said. Many more miracles did Jesus do than these here that are written, but these are written so that you may know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and by believing you may have life in his name. So uh, Jesus isn't just a a man on this earth uh, operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. He is God, eternally God, and never for one moment did he give up that eternality. Uh, that er eternal God nature. Uh, Nor was he, you know, as liberals would say, um, he was just a really good teacher. Um, he, He was that for sure, but he was God in the flesh. And we believe that as Christians, that's our confession. That's what we believe. That's who we believe Jesus is. And so these are very important theological perspectives. When we don't have these things, We don't have the full and true gospel. We have a pseudo gospel that we've created to appease people, maybe, um, to not hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, But we have a gospel that is um, eternal. It's the same message. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word, his uh, scriptures are meant for our uh, benefit they have everything we need for life and godliness the scriptures can be tr- are trustworthy and uh for you pastor i hope you uh, use these numbers to to double down and to say you know what we believe these things. We've believed them for 2,000 years. We believe that Christ is who he says he was, that the scriptures are true and authoritative. They're authentic and inerrant. I hope you would uh, look at the the theology of the inerrancy of scripture and um, really uh, double down on these things and say, for us as Christians, this is who we are. Uh, We are we believe these things, and um, we just—I just ask you to really think about these things, to think about them as gospel issues. And maybe you look at those numbers, and some of those questions are ne- not necessarily gospel issues for you, and that would be—that's cool. But I think there are a few questions in there, uh, particularly with the nature of Christ, um, that uh, really are gospel issues. And, and what is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus came to deliver us from our sins. He came as the anointed one of God, uh, fully God, fully man, became incarnate, lived the life we could not live, died the death we deserved. Our sins uh, deserve death. Uh, The scripture says, for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We deserve that death that Christ received. And he rose from the dead to defeat hell in the grave. And by faith in Christ, atoning sacrifice on the cross, we can be free from our sins. We can be free uh, to have an eternal life with God in heaven. Jesus has atoned for those sins and by faith, you can have a new life. By faith, you can receive the gift of eternal life. John 3 16 the one, the easiest verse, the world to remember for God. So loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. When you believe in Christ, when you put your faith in Christ, you are made right with God. And, and I hope that for you today. I hope this uh, this helps, this little uh, tidbit on theology helps, but I hope uh, more importantly that you would put your faith in Jesus Christ. Dear listener, thanks for listening. I would pray and beg you to put your faith in Jesus Christ and him alone for the forgiveness of your sins. You can do it today. It's just as simple as that. Just saying, I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and gave me a new life. Hope that's helped you today, churchpreneur, with your ministry, wherever you're at, whatever your, whatever your folks in your church are are encountering. I pray this would be an encouragement to you to double down and, and to teach the word of God, to teach it with encur- with with excitement, to teach it with vibrance to teach it with authenticity, and to preach what the word says. Thanks for listening to this episode of Churchpreneur's Podcast. You can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're welcome to follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email us at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions, please reach out on one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care.